Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found... Geek Watch 1. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kylan. And I'm Ken. And you, 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 you found Geek Watch 1. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch 1. I like doing that. My new co-host, Max Kylan. (laughs) (laughs) Max Hedrum needs to come back. Uh, Well, you know it is on um, Tubi. Yeah, but the original movie is not. It is really hard to find the movie. True. That is one that, imagine what they could do with it, with the actual tech they have now. That is true. Turn Max Hedrum into like a Siri-type program. Right. Right. Your new digital assistant is Max Hedrum. <laughs> <laughs> we just need that as an option on on like on on the uh, the Amazon Echo or whatever because they have oh. options for voices. You yeah. have to purchase them, admittedly, but they do have options, so uh, they should make that one. Dude, of them. And Matt Frewer, Frewer, whatever his name is, would lo- would probably have no problem doing it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But how annoying would that be, though? Like, all the glitchiness of Max Headroom coming through her as you're asking questions and mm-hmm. stuff? That would get frustrating. <laughs> no, are the smart aleck answers you get? Well, see, the smart aleck answers, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> that would be the point, is that it's all annoying. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so That is true. How are you guys doing? Uh, good. Good, good. We're tired, but actually, we got a chance to see a couple things this week, so. Ah. Uh. Yeah, yeah. We had we, no time to do anything else. <laughs> uh, we've been well. End of end of the week ended up busy and moderate chaos in the household because we have a new dog. Yeah, I yes. saw that. <laughs> How do the other that. puppies like him? Um, they're getting used to him. I think uh, partly it's the fact that he's young, and partly it's the fact that he's bigger than them that they're having to get used to. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. getting a puppy who's already bigger than all the other dogs you have combined. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, see, at least at least our one dog, Memphis, he's been around larger dogs because we still had Bonsai when we first got him, mm-hmm. and she was like a 60-pounder. So, um, But Zoe's never kind of full-time been around a larger dog. No. And, you know, she's the princess. She runs things around here, and... Uh, yeah, she's not she's not used to him yet. She will like avoid him and and that. So uh, I, I'm more like shun. She will shun. She will shun. She him. shuns him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but he's I mean he's barely like just over a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got a lot of energy and and he does he just wants to play so he doesn't get it. But he's also very chill. Like if, if he gets a little growl out of one of them, he just shakes it off. He doesn't care. He doesn't, we haven't heard a growl out of him. There's been no snapping from him we, we haven't actually even heard a bark out of him yet. No. Huh. So, no. so he's, he's very chill. He's a, he's a, well, they marked him at the shelter as a pit bull, but he's, he's closer to a Staffordshire mm-hmm. American well, Stafford. Yeah. Most people don't and, realize uh, pit bull. The actual just named pit bull is like four or five different breeds. Yeah, so he's he's probably got a bit of pity in him, but he's really more of a staffy, and uh, because they're a lot more chill, and he's got a leaner build. Um, but we named we named him uh, after one of Kylan's favorite Avengers, <laughs> War Machine, aka James Rhodes, aka Rhodey. So yeah. his name's Rhodey. Cool. And 
I picked up an Avengers collar for him, so it's official. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so there, there's been a bit of chaos from the end of the week, but he's 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 starting to fit in. They're getting used to him, and it you know it takes a bit of time. No matter the size or type of dog you get, it takes a bit of time for all the yeah, dogs to get yeah. used to living together. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So when you guys when you went down to the shelter, did you already pick him out before you went down to look at him? Because you said you're heading no. down to the shelter, but that was it. No, I did not. Um, basically, I decided. Uh, well, okay, we had we had another incident earlier in the week where I took Zoe to meet a dog at the Humane Society that had 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 been there a while and had anxiety issues and stuff. But the meeting didn't go well. Like he he wasn't used to smaller dogs, and so we figured it wouldn't work out. And I didn't want to stress them all out anymore. So, but I was still in the mood to get a dog. So. <laughs> Uh, on National Puppy Day, which was Wednesday, I was like, let's go down to the animal control and see what they have. So as with most places now, you have to call and make an appointment. They, they don't do walk-ins like they used to, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I called them. I'm like, do, do you have any appointments for this afternoon? And they did. So that's what I did. And in Akron here at the at the animal control, they actually have... Um, a, a piece of paper from every dog on their front windows. They have uh, big windows all at the front of the shelter. It's a really nice facility. Um, and they basically put the photo and the basic info of the dog on the front window so that while you're, while you're waiting there for your appointment or you're waiting for them to come to the door to get you, you can look at all the dogs. So I knew based on their Facebook page, they had a range available. And so when I got there, I, I was looking I was kind of looking at the dogs themselves and and not so much necessarily the age in that, but more the weight. So I'd know the size. We didn't want them overly big. Yeah. So, um, so that's what I was looking at. And I, and there were a couple there. So when I got in, I'm like, I'd like to see this dog and this dog. And, uh, and he was one of them and he's, he's just under 40 pounds. So it's a good size. Mm -hmm. He'll probably get a little uh, bit bigger still. Yeah, he will. He's his, his paws aren't too, too big. So he's not going to get too much bigger. Right. But um, and he'll stay lean anyway. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's all. I, I technically did not have anyone in mind. So I met him on Wednesday and I actually filled out all the paperwork on Wednesday and then took our two pups to meet him on Thursday to make sure everything was cool. And it was there was, I mean, a, a bit of yapping and stuff from from our dogs more than anything. And right. uh, and then we brought him home. So. It was it was quick and if you're in the Akron area, look up Summit County Animal Control if you're looking for a dog because you know like most shelters they always get over full so mm-hmm. it's it's a good plan and 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 their regular price I think is like sixty bucks they actually had a deal going for March right but um I, that wasn't why I went I mean but uh but sixty dollars to adopt a dog is not much no no um now do they and, fi- and are they fixed with all the shots and stuff too yes. Yes, they get everything. Wow. Um, and pa- 60 part bucks of the for a dog that's already fixed is a really good price. And and you get their license as part of that fee. So in Akron, the license for a year is $18. So right. you take that off, you're, you're only paying like 42 bucks for the dog. Well, see, for, <laughs> for us, for um, last year or the year before, we finally said, you know what? Cassie was only like two or three years old, and they have the option for the lifetime license for 118 Oh, that's true. So yeah, it was one fifteen. Was one fifteen? One fifteen was was one fifty right. for a lifetime. Yeah. But still, it was yeah. way less than what we would have paid if we had a license every year for the year for the time we're going to have her. 
That's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, they, they make sure animal control makes sure that the dogs, as long as the dogs are there for long enough, right? they make sure they get fixed. Um, they definitely get all their shots. He has a rabies tag, a one year rabies tag, um, and, and everything. So he was, and, and the funny thing is he's been at the shelter barely a month and he was fixed right away. So he was fixed barely a month ago, so he still got the young puppy stuff going through him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so that's why he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna calm down even more because of age and because of of getting fixed. You know, kind of yeah. settling in, kind of thing. So, but yeah, it include and and most most shelters and and uh, humane and uh, animal controls or pounds or whatever you want to call them will do that. So yeah, look up your local places if you're if you're interested. Well, the reason I was asking was because usually if they have them fixed, you end up having to pay for that also, which costs more. <laughs> true, true. Um, a, a lot of places have their own vets on staff or on call. Yeah, right. And uh, and that, but so, sometimes you have to pay for it if they're not yet fixed when you show interest in them. Um, but usually, if they've been there at least a couple weeks, they do it themselves and it's taken care of. So, but yeah, so that that's. <laughs> that was our house this week. And, yeah. Although we did watch some things too, so. <laughs> well, we watched a couple things also. Like I said, we we ended up working in insane hours, so we didn't have anything but we come home and vegetate. Um, mm -hmm. But last night, I yeah, finally eat and go to bed. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but um, last night, I finally got a chance. We sat down and we watched Nightmare Alley. Finally, I haven't had time till now. It was not what I was expecting, but it was a lot. Of, it was fun. It was a good movie. I okay. and it doesn't have. It's weird when you go into it and you realize this basically it's just the life of this guy who learns um who learns mentalism. Right. The the Carney sideshow mentalism. Right. And he right. gets really good at it. But that's what the whole show's uh, about. I thought it would have some okay. supernatural elements. There are some points in there that you'd wonder because of the um the skill he's learning and as a lot of it is reading people and stuff, but it borderlines on feeling like it's psychic or supernatural. Oh, okay. But that's just the way, like I said, that's what that skill is in in general. It feel it's real easy to for people to see to cross that line and look. Well, no, he's actually getting visions and stuff. Right, right. right. If you're really good at it, you can um you can fool a lot of people. Right. But no, it was but shot it very that, well. It was Guillermo it, del Toro. And it has that noir feel anyway, yes. so it kind of gives you that vibe that there's yeah. something more there. Mm -hmm. I, I and I one I like cool. Guillermo del Toro, especially this type of film from him because it wasn't over the yeah. top action sci fi, right? Or right. weird like horror stuff. I mean, it had some of those creep creepy feels to it and stuff, but it was just it was a fun movie. I would recommend yeah, it to does, just about anybody. Yeah, he does good with like the dark stuff. Like if it right. if it's if it's supposed to have a dark feel, that's kind of one of the guys you want behind it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's one of those yeah. where you don't quite know what's going on until the very end. Yeah. Right, right. That's and then when good. the end comes, you're like, oh, oh, that's the end? And it and it made sense. It was a good place for an <laughs> ending, but you weren't expecting it. You didn't see it coming. Ah, okay. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that okay. it was a terrible yeah. ending. It was just, it feels abrupt because of the way the movie flows. Okay. So it's a two and a half hour movie, but it was really good pacing. There was no point where um, a lot of times on a movie that long, you get to a point about an hour 45 to two, somewhere in there, it feels like, okay, this is the end of the movie. Oh, wait, no, we got another yeah. half hour, 45 minutes. This didn't have that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. So, and it's available all over the place. We saw it on HBO Max, yeah. but it's there. It's on Hulu. It's all. So, if you get a chance to watch right. it, it's it's a fun. Uh, uh, it's fun, but it's not like a Marvel movie fun. <laughs> it's enjoyable to yes. watch. Enjoyable. Yes. I enjoyed it. So, uh, the other I one. Watched, go ahead. 
What'd you no, catch? No, I was going to say, I watched a, I watched a series on uh, Amazon Prime that, well, I watched two series actually, but one of them um, was, was one I wasn't sure if I'd be interested in, and I gave it a try anyway. It's The Legend of Vox Machina. Ah, I've seen um, the trailers for that. This this is a animated show from the web series Critical Role. If you're into D&D, you know Critical Role, especially if you've gotten into D&D in the past few years cuz Critical Role is is one of the um prime kind of pushers of D&D that's gotten more people interested in it over the past few years. Uh they they basically uh created this if you like raunchy humor <laughs> the violence of the boys and a D&D adventure. That's what you're looking at with the legend of Vox Machina. It is, it is, it's funny. It's every one of the uh, character types is kind of what you'd expect. Like the barbarian is a complete oaf and he's basically very Drax like, like he takes things literally and he's really kind of stupid. The, the, um, the dwarf and elves, one of them's a healer and one of them's the bard. And of course the bard is the horny one who's always going to the whorehouses and getting the <laughs> ladies and, and all that. Um, it's not your typical bard either. He plays like heavy metal out of his loot. Like it just, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, and it, and it's very cool. One of the characters is kind of actually, which is kind of odd for a D and D fantasy setting. He's definitely more steampunk. He's got, um, there's a whole uh, medicine doctor beak mask that happens at times. Mm -hmm. He's got this awesome, like, pistol, um, almost like mini Gatling gun kind of pistol he uses. He's got a very steampunk look to him. Um, There's a lot of recognizable voices in it. Uh, Stephanie Beatrix. um, Oh, David Tennant. The first couple episodes, David Tennant's in it. Because this guy is talking and he's Scottish and I'm like... I know the voice. I, I'm, that's got to be David Tennant. Like I'm, I'm watching it. I'm like, that's got, and the character doesn't look anything like him. So I'm like, it's got to be David Tennant. Um, but yeah, it's fun and it's very bloody. Like there are literal, literal head smashings with everything all over the place and, and dragons. And so, yeah, if you want something fun and adventurous, I enjoyed it probably because of the humor and violence more than anything. But yeah, uh, Legend of Vox Machina, it's on Amazon Prime. Well, speaking of that, because you mentioned Critical Role, I'm trying to find the name of the channel. I heard of, I found a new one um, that is a um, play along type of um, show, but it's um, oh, I gotta remember the actor's name. But um, he basically ah, there it is. Me and myself and die. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Trevor Duvall, voice actor. He plays um, I know Johnny Tess. He plays Dookie, but he plays all kinds of stuff all over the place. But he grew up playing a lot of solo role playing games. Ah. Mm-hmm. Now, if anybody doesn't know, a solo role-playing game is it actual just straight... It's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure mixed with a role-playing game. Right. Mm-hmm. But you use the dice to do it, and so you never know. And he's basically... The entire show is him completely randomly rolling up the campaign and all of it as he goes. Okay. Okay. And being a voice actor, he's got... He does all the voices. The whole show is just him. But it's mm-hmm. really interesting if you like to do watch the role-playing game um, watch-alongs. Right. It's really okay. cool. It's called cool. Me, Myself, and oh. Die. He's got like two or three um, seasons. Each season, it's a different game system that he uses. Okay. Oh, all right. So I just thought about that because you had mentioned um, Critical Role. Right. I actually have another story. I have a new story about them coming up, too. Okay. So um, <laughs> the other one that we saw, actually, we got to watch the premiere of Halo. Oh, okay. 
I enjoy because I did a lot of watching along while Vicky plays the games because I don't play sh- shooters much. I'm not twitchy enough. <laughs> See, Vicky laughs at me, but that's basically what it is. I can't. I'm not fast enough that I got to slow down and plot <laughs> out what I'm doing. That's why I like like role playing right. games and um, more of the adventure games. Right. <laughs> but um, for me, watching is like everything I remember seeing from the game is there. Like the Spartans are there. The all of the vehicles from them. Um, the opening scene, basically the whole opening episode, has the Covenant attacking an outpost. Um, I thought it was fun. It was interesting because they are making things different than the way the show is. But um, what do you think, Vicky? Because you play the games. Eh. Okay. <laughs> because because with the other the past games they have um they've other this is the first series of this show either like based right. on this. So a lot of it it was like they they changed a lot like they kept some of it and they changed a lot with right. with the characters. So it's okay. it's going to probably take a couple more episodes to to see. Yeah. The one thing that was a little jarring when you first cuz um there's been one specific voice of Master Chief through the entire series of Halo ever. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not the voice of Master Chief. They have the actor well, who be- plays Master Chief playing the voice, which I understand that's the way that right. works. But it was weird right. when all of a sudden the first Master Chief says something with the helmet and everything on and it doesn't sound like Master Chief. Right. That and that's just it. it's Pablo Schreiber that plays him. Yeah. Um and if if you're if you're vaguely familiar with the name he was he was our favorite leprechaun in American Gods, um, and uh, and he's also the half brother of Liev Schreiber. Um, okay, I knew but, I recognized the uh, Schreiber name. Yeah, but anyways, uh, is it the second or third episode? He takes his helmet off, so they kind of oh, he does in the first actual... episode. It was right here oh, in this first, first episode. episode. Okay. Yeah, so they they actually needed an actor actor, not just a voice actor, to cover mm-hmm. it. Unlike you know, unlike. Uh, unlike what we get with certain other TV shows where there's costumes involved and stuff and it can be any voice. <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, cause he was on, um, he was on one of those morning shows or whatever. I was watching an interview with him last week or the week before he was talking about it. Cause he was, he, he, he was not actually into halo before getting the role and then started playing the game to see what it was and what he was doing and stuff. So, yeah. right. But he he said you're supposed to be able to do all this amazing stuff in this suit, and he said you can't even move in the damn thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like they put it on you. It's just a bunch of plastic parts, and you can't move. Well, that's because he's human. He's not a Spartan. Spartans exactly. are built and grown to be to do this. Exactly. I mean, you know, there's the feel of the game, and then there's the reality. So. Yeah. <laughs> But, but I'm willing to give it some but, more time because, like I said, I had fun with it. I mean, it's it's a um, sci-fi movie about aliens attacking humans. I mean. Right. I mean, it's difficult after one episode, too. I mean, that's why they usually give the critics, like, three episodes to go through to give yeah. them a right, feel. Right, right. But um, I can definitely see but, yeah. where, like, from ha- Vicky's reaction, where um, the hardcore fans are not huge yeah. fans of this. But I'm hoping right. if they give it some time and get to use and realize, just like everything else that's been translated – the live action and actual um, movie or TV version of it is going to be different than the game. You cannot do the game directly onto the screen. Well, and I mean, plus anything you get with games, you have to flesh it out a lot more right. for yeah. people interested. Right. Uh, although I, I will say, I think that uh, Uncharted did a good job. Yeah, of that's also a different type of marrying game. the two. <laughs> yeah. A lot of games, like Uncharted, like Tomb Raider, a lot of those, the whole story is sitting there for the game. You're playing through a story. Yeah, Halo right. is a lot of um, free right. open world free stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? That you could just go off and do things. Well, yeah, so. you, you yeah, right. shoot them and teabag them. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's more difficult when it's a shoot 'em up kind of right. thing, and but, that's the whole point. Like that, as much as I would lo- I would love to see a movie version of uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, I don't right. for that reason. Yeah. Right. Well, that's you know. that's it's another a one. That, Call of Duty, so that's fine. Yeah. Call of Duty in general, <laughs> if they would make a game for it, it would be any um, army movie you've ever seen. Solid Snake. Yeah. Ooh. The um, Metal Gear. Oscar you Isaac. Could. What? 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 Uh, what? Oscar Isaac is already in line to be Solid Snake. They just haven't gotten there with the mo- with the script and everything yet. Metal that, Gear that's old be, news. Uh, don't, yeah. Don't get surprised. That's old news. The cool thing with that Oscar one is the fact that I'm telling you right now, Oscar Isaac, for whatever reason, he went into Kylan's head. He said, <laughs> "Okay, um, MSG check. Uh, Poe Dameron. Okay, well, uh, oh, oh." Moon Knight. Okay, check. Dune. <laughs> Dune. Check. Get out of my head. Okay, he's in a lot of people's heads right now for different reasons. I, I know that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oscar Isaac would anyway, be. Anyway. Oh, my word. See, the difference Oscar with that Isaac's is. Good at anything. Um, Metal Gear was army and attacking, but it had a lot of spy stuff in it, too, that you could tell yeah, a really it, good story with. Well, yeah. It was all tactics. Like, and it's all future. Know, yeah. And yes. a lot of it's just far enough in the future that you can have some really cool future-type tech, but it's not so far out of the realm of reality that we can't believe it'll be there. Right. Except for Mecha. Why? Although we have Mecha now. there is Mecha out there. Maybe there's Mecha out there. We just don't know it. Dude. Well, there kind of is. What, that, have you seen true, the Gundam so. statue in Japan? I'm talking about functional <laughs> Mecha. I know yeah, that. I, well, just someone creating something is one thing, but actual usable, yeah. 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 Close enough to yeah, offspring. So. Yeah. So, so anyway. I know, well, we know Although like Boston Dynamics and some of the other ones. This week. They do have military I, me, um, exos armors already. They don't use right. them in the field, but they have them available. Yeah, remember but, GI Joe, the horrible movie. But that was, <laughs> why you why you gotta bring that up? Like I, I like I pretended that that didn't happen because we had the second one and then we got Snake Eyes. Uh-huh. But it's okay. So I decided that you know since the opportunity was there that I would go back and watch. Acapulco Heat, because apparently I didn't really watch the show very often. But um, which is I why you decided to go back now? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! See, don't we discussed this? I think on the last episode. It was don't go back. Some things are <laughs> like, defi- worth going back for, but not well, all. It was not all, most are not. Worth why do you going think? Back I, but this show lasted like four seasons, and now maybe the there second... was nothing else on. That's what it, was it was syndication. Is that what it was? It Nothing was all in syndicated, remember? It was all on yeah. independent channels. That's the only reason it made it. Was it. That's right. Cheap to make, cheap to broadcast. But <laughs> but 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 you had uh Fabio in it for <laughs> like like Fabio that tell you everything. Fabio Fa- was in it. Fabio <laughs> was the owner of the resort that they operated under. Yeah, see, that's and he all he did was walk on. I think he may have said like two words just because so he could be Fabio in the credits. Because Fabio can't speak. Have you he ever cannot. heard him? Oh my gosh! <laughs> he's not. He uh, come on. He started as a romance cover model. He's not in it for the Speaking acting of, ability. No. Speaking of which, have you gone to see your um, boy Channing Tatum this weekend yet? <laughs> That's not happening. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not happening. Mm-mm. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's like, yeah. That, why do you think like something like Acapulco Heat? What we're talking about here? Why do you think I've never tried to go back and watch Team Knight Rider? Mm-hmm. I you have, know what though? I, I have good well, mem- I have good memories of it right now. I don't need right? to go back and remember what it really looked like. <laughs> That's just it. Sometimes you need to live in the memories. Don't don't seek them again because it won't be there. <laughs> it will not be there. 
<laughs> yeah, if it's something you've not heard of for 20 years and it shows up, there's probably a reason you've not heard about it in 20 years. Stuff like right. Islander, That's like true. Renegade, some of these other ones that are still halfway decent, it, you've actually heard about them in, in that meantime in between. Because right. there's something that keeps bringing it back up. Stuff like Acapulco Heat and Team Knight Rider has never, no one's ever talked about it since then no. because there's nothing no. to really bring it back up. There's no reason. It's, no. It's, it's, like, it's like Baywatch Nights. No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you don't. Like, you don't. No. Mm. What was it? Mm. Tropic anyway. Thunder? <laughs> oh, God. No, Thunder in yeah, Paradise. Wasn't that based on a movie? No, it was Thunder in Paradise. No, you're talking about uh, Hulk Hogan Thunder and Th- yeah, yeah, Thunder, Thunder in Paradise. Thunder in Paradise. There's Knight Rider yeah. on the oh. on the water. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Anyway, anyway. Wrestlers have learned a little bit more about acting since Hogan has done has finished acting. And yeah, at least there's been a couple of half decent, decent wrestlers acting. Yeah. Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ms. Dawn, anyway. what other news is out there? Before we get into, actually, <laughs> since movies are finally being re- um, put out, we actually right. have a preview for the next quarter. We actually do get to do one, finally, after a couple of years. Um, well, basically, uh, we we found out that, uh, which was funny because Kylan and I were just talking about this the other day, that Marvel will finally be taking on Nova. Um Sabir Pizzada, one of the writers on Disney Plus Moon Knight, is developing a project for the character Nova. It's currently unclear if it's going to be a show or a theatrical release. Um, This character has been around since the late 60s, and the most popular version debuted in 1976's The Man Called Nova, written by the original creator Marv Wolfman, with art by John Basima. Um... We, we already kind of know the existence of the Nova Corps because of Guardians of the Galaxy. So mm-hmm. just another character they're adding, another celestial character that also does things on Earth that kind of in Guardians, they gave Peter Quill his story. They did. So it'll be interesting to see what they decided to do. Yeah. Um, for the Distinguished Competition, we heard about uh, some Gotham Knights casting. If you haven't heard about this, uh, Gotham Knights is um, uh, a series being worked on that uh, the plot is basically uh, Bruce Wayne has been murdered and his adopted son forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies because they all get framed for killing him. Now, which adopted son are they using? They, uh, the articles I found only specified adopted son. So, because hmm. technically, going. Dick Grayson is adopted. He actually is Bruce Wayne's son. Uh, Tim yeah, Drake was all but adopted. <laughs> Jason Todd is adopted. Damien is actually yeah. his son. But <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know. I, I, I don't think they're going with Dick though. No, um, I don't think so. They... But anyways, uh, this this band of misfits has to clear their names, but they also at the same time become Gotham's next generation of saviors because obviously things go wrong when Batman's not there anymore. Um, but we heard that Supernatural star Misha Collins uh, is going to be Two-Face, a.k.a. Harvey Dent. Oh, I heard about that. Um, I just wasn't sure what he was going to be um, Two-Face yeah. in. Um, Collins announced the news on Twitter with a reference to his time at Supernatural. He said, I've asked if my version of the character could be wearing a beige trench coat over the gray suit. I'm just not sure I'll be comfortable in front of a camera without one. <laughs> I love Misha Collins. Was always in a trench coat. I mean, if yeah. you follow him on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, he's got all kinds of crazy stuff. He's he's a funny guy for sure. 
Um, so yeah, so that's all we really know about it. There's still like no solid dates and stuff. There's been a bit of other casting, but it's for like the younger roles of, of, uh, of the, I guess you could say kids, the children. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of people that most of us haven't heard of and I really didn't recognize any of the names. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and, and in other news that a lot of people are very hyped for, speaking of mech, a uh, new live-action Voltron movie yes. in the works, which keeps Maybe, coming finally. back. I know. Keeps coming back. Um, several major studios are circling this adaptation. Ross and Marshall Thurber is heading up the project, which came to Hollywood apparently just a couple weeks ago. Uh, Thurber pitched the story after agreeing to co-write it with Ellen Shanman. Now, back in the early 2000s, a movie pitch was floated by Mark Gordon and Pharrell Williams that was eventually shelved, which is weird that Pharrell wanted a Voltron movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Relativity Media also tried pitching an adaptation in the 2010s. And over at DreamWorks, uh, the animation house considered adapting it with an animated feature. So well, it comes and goes. If this lands at Legendary, then we know it'll be okay. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, it's, you know, there's five or six in the hunt for it right now. Yeah, I know. So, um, so we'll see. It's more of a realistic venture at this point Mm -hmm. when you consider what's been done in the movies and people's appetite for it. Right. 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 That that gives my hopes even more. If this actually makes it through, then we may actually see a Robotech movie. Yeah. 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 That's if, if Voltron kicks off. Then obviously people are gonna want mech and robots. Right. So, yeah, we'll get Robotech, well, we'll get Gundam, we'll get all kinds of them. Right. Exactly. And I'll, I'll say, you know, say what you will about it, but it because of the success of Transformers, it led to Pacific Rim. That's so true. like, you know, we got robots. I said, well, if we got robots, let's see how Mecha works, and it worked. Yeah. Like I'll be honest with you, I I had really low expectations. Um. But I liked both of them. I would I would love to see more from that. I don't know if it's possible. Well, but it shows it can be done well. Yeah. Right. Well, Pacific Rim also found a sweet spot right between giant robots and kaiju. That's because true. I don't care how many people out there because a lot of people don't wear it on their sleeve that I'm a kaiju fan. But you know, everybody likes Godzilla. Whether they Maybe whether not. it's to laugh at it, whether it's to. Um, but there's something in Godzilla that hits a lot of people. Hey, not yeah, all I, Godzilla I, I would, movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't say that everyone likes Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of people who won't admit it that actually enjoy Godzilla in the comfort of their That's own home. That's true. But um, That's true. And then you mix that with the Transformers that they knew was working, and you yeah. end up with Pacific Rim. That's right. true. That's, That's true. true. You just need that. You just need the idea to be there. And especially yeah, plus you big out as... entire generation of of adults now that grew up on Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Right. That was all Mecha and right. Kaiju of t- different types. Right. So, you know, I can't wait to see. Not how that many I people... know about Power Rangers no, or anything not like that. No, you know at all. I, I just what I've heard. Yeah, I just yeah. can't wait uh-huh. till yeah. trolls come out of the woodwork saying how Voltron is ripping off Power Rangers. Right. I'm just waiting for that. I don't I don't know that they'll care that much though. Right. Like Voltron actually has a lot of popularity especially because of the Netflix shows and stuff. Right. Like, yeah. Like things like Voltron and Gundam and because people mm-hmm. are more exposed to it now, I don't think it you, you don't necessarily get the same trolley fan base as you do with a lot of superhero stuff. Right. See right. What I would like to see, which we'll probably never get, but I think now is the time to for someone to be able to do it, was someone get the rights to the original Go Lion 
and do an actual English translation of the original show without cutting it up and turning it into what it became in America. Right. Because it had, I mean, the base of the story was there. But they had chopped right. it up so much to take stuff out that was either too violent or it was religious references or these other things that um, we didn't get Go Lion here. We got Voltron, right. which right. exploded. Right. I mean, and they ended up making, I think the fourth and fifth season were made specifically for America. Right. right. Because they did Go Lion was already done. Was it Legendary right, right. that probably could pull it off with them? Yeah, that's why I said. If Legendary picks this up, I think we got a really good chance. Because Legendary, you got to think, right. is one that's making all the really good geek stuff right now. Right. Yeah, if it's are. not Marvel, yeah. Legendary's making it. <laughs> right, right. So, um, now moving on, HBO Max has finally added a feature that a lot of people were asking for. You know, when, um, like, randomly you just want to sit on the couch and if you have cable TV or or whatever and you just turn on a channel and let something play because they've got whatever show in syndication and it's one of your favorite shows, but it's kind of background noise more than mm-hmm. anything. Well, last week, HBO Max introduced a shuffle feature on their desktop browser version for now. Unlike Netflix's Play Something feature, the HBO Max shuffle button keeps to specific shows. More than 40 shows now have a shuffle button on the title's main landing page. Sorry. (laughs) And clicking it will trigger a random episode choice from that title. When the episode ends, another random episode from the series comes up. Um, Not every show on HBO Max has it yet. It, like I said, it's like more than 40 already, though. Right. Uh, it does apply to some of their more popular shows already, though, like Friends, Big Bang Theory, South Park, that kind of thing. Right. It's the sort of shows you have a lot of seasons, and if you're a fan, you don't care what episode comes up. Right. Yeah. See, usually, uh, if it's something like that, I'll just turn it on and just let it run through the seasons in order. That's fine. Yeah, but some people don't don't necessarily want it. Nor- they want to be surprised. Yeah. Um, you know, they want maybe their favorite episodes to randomly pop up or something. See? Or, like but I do this I do the same thing. Like we do it with Bob's burgers all the time. If there's yeah. nothing on and we or we've just watched something on Hulu, then we just like flip on the Bob's burgers thing and let it go. Right. <laughs> See right, what right. would be interesting is if one of these um services would come up with something that the um that your music streaming services have had for years and actually just you could put in so, like seven or eight shows into a into a queue and then randomize it so that you actually build your own channel. Yeah, it, they really should. They really yeah, should. I mean, because yeah. like, I, I, I think like Netflix is kind of one step away from doing it with their play something. Right. Because they've got that feature where basically if you don't know what to watch, you click play something and it'll pick something. Mm-hmm. I think they should do it specifically from your list. Right. Yeah. Because then it'll play something that you intend to watch anyway. And, right. like said, and that, that's do full on playlist. One step away. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think they should definitely do it with like with show shows easier than movies because yeah. but you could have like a, a movie playlist of favorites and then you could mm-hmm. have a show playlist. Right. I'm surprised YouTube doesn't do have this for some of their videos because there's plenty of um, videos on YouTube that people go back and watch over and over. So you just drop right. them all into your playlist and actually randomize sh- shuffle it because you can build a playlist on YouTube. Yeah, I don't think you can shuffle it. Um, no, you can't. You can't. It's basically the order of whoever creates the playlist, whatever order they want it in. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised um, that we can't do that or that you can't do that on any of these services yet. Right. Especially with the amount right. of television that's on there. That's true. Imagine that's that you actually true. have, like Kylan, you can go to Tubi, choose all your favorite shows, and Tubi will actually just build Kylan's channel. Yeah. I think Tubi is Kylan's channel. Well... <laughs> We, did, we discussed that a couple weeks ago. I, I, I'm in the right. same boat as you. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, 
as I said, there was a critical role story I had for this week, uh, and it involves Stephen Colbert. Uh, you probably know he's a bit of a geek if you've watched his show at all. Uh, basically, Colbert and the Critical Role web series are teaming up for a special tabletop role-playing-based fundraising campaign that will air in April. The new adventure, titled Choose Stephen Colbert's Adventure Again, uh, will let fans donate money to influence certain aspects of the one-shot adventure that Colbert and several other Critical Role members will embark on. Oh, no. Donations will benefit Red Nose Day, which is an annual campaign that raises funds globally to ensure a healthy future for children. Colbert played D&D as a child and returned to the gaming table back in 2019 in a team-up adventure with Critical Role for the first time, which also benefited Red Nose Day back mm -hmm. then. So basically, um, you have the option to choose four aspects of his adventure. A special item that he starts the adventure with, a lost item that he must retrieve, a special spell he can use once during the adventure, and a familiar who accompanies him. Oh, man. So, for example, this, this, this donation and choices has already started, and currently Colbert's magic item is slated to be a, quote, living weapon that despises violence. <laughs> well, th well, the thing he currently needs to retrieve is his dignity. <laughs> uh, so donations are like i said they're already open they'll remain open until april 1st and you can go to tiltify.com t-i-l-t-i-f-y um scroll down a little bit it's it's uh featured on their main page i will put the direct link in our notes if you're interested in uh in going ahead and and donating to that and like i said it'll air i think it's mid to late april uh, on the Critical Role uh, web series. So if you're a fan or if you want to look it up, that's where you'll find it eventually to see what exactly Stephen Colbert ends up doing. <laughs> not not surprisingly, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun time because it's Stephen Colbert. Right. Exactly. Critical so. Role doesn't it, Critical Role doesn't always take things too seriously either. So, um, and my last story is very local but very geeky. Akron Municipal Court Administrative Presiding Judge Ron Cable, who um, I went to school with, actually, uh, will officiate Star Wars-themed weddings on Wednesday, May 4th at the Highland Square Theater in Akron. I was hoping weddings you'd have this, take, this here. <laughs> weddings will take place from 10 a.m. until noon. Costumes and Star Wars attire are welcome and very encouraged. Uh, appointments are first come, first serve. Must be scheduled and paid for before the date of the ceremony. Time slots will not be added once these things are booked. Now, when you, when you get a judge doing the ceremony, they're relatively short. So they're going to try and cram in a lot of them, even though it's Star Wars. Right. Um, so basically, if you're local, even if you're not local, but you want to do this, um, contact the Akron Municipal Court uh, Chief Service Bailiff, 375-2592. And uh, you can you can find out the space if space is still available before you get your marriage license because you're going to need that ahead of time too. Yes, right. Um, or if you have any further questions, and um, if you're if you're not looking to get married but you kind of want to see what's going on with this Wednesday May fourth, ten to noon, go hang out in Highland Square. Go sit exactly. across the street at Chipotle or something. It'll be a nice day. Chipotle's got tables outside directly across the street from Highland Square, you can watch mm -hmm. people in costumes come and go for right. a couple hours. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or go hang out at the library or whatever. There's 
Highland, for those who don't know, Highland Square is a, a, a little trendy, I don't know, I don't know what else you want to call it, community yeah. <laughs> near downtown Akron. It's a funky little place, a lot of little restaurants and stuff, but um, Hi- Highland Square is a great little place. It, it seats like 600 people. Right. It's a movie theater. Right. Yeah. So The um, theater is awesome. Plenty, I plenty mean, room. It, they've been slowly working on remodeling, which it's yes. needed for a long time. Yes. Mm-hmm. This, so I it, mean, this theater is from like the 30s. Yeah. Right. So it needs a lot of work. But they, they, yeah, they've been doing a bit at a time. They play first run movies. Just it's one screen. It's one big screen. It's right. One of those old school movie theaters. I remember they used to run so, the um, Rocky Horror Picture Show there on Saturdays. They they did way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this they, theater they, has some awesome um, history too because at one point it was turned yeah. into a nightclub. I mean, yep. And actually, I don't know if they still do. They used to actually serve alcohol. Right. For, they still do. For, they for still mov- have the bar. For moviegoers. Yeah, moviegoers have, have, have the right, choice. Right, Many yeah, choices. Yeah. <laughs> but, they, but the other good thing is that um, they, they have first-run movies, but they're only five bucks. Right. Exactly. So, you know, you may not get the, the state-of-the-art sound system, but it's five bucks. Exactly. <laughs> so, so say there's there a go, movie May that you want to see, but it's like something that you don't need to see the best and the brightest way to see it. It's just something you want to make sure you see. Right. You go to the Highland Theater. Go to the Highland Theater. Mm-hmm. So there you go. May the 4th, Akron will have Star Wars weddings. And and for anyone local, there will be stuff in the papers and there will be stuff on Facebook and, you know, mm-hmm. go look for it. And those are my stories for this week. Cool. Well, Good thing it's nice that you ended. I mean, this, um, with the movie and the uh, movie theaters because right, we're going back to movie theaters again, guys. Finally, finally. So, um, anybody who remembers from way back in the day when we used to do this, we have our <laughs> movie um, previews for the next quarter, for the second quarter. So April, right. May, and June, and like we were saying before, this all started today when off air. They really front loaded this mostly, mm-hmm. right? So, um, they. I mean. They they knew they didn't really want to give us anything in the first quarter or much of anything. Right. Uh, there there has not been much out, uh, especially like January, February. They got so many things got delayed, and the one that's been delayed the most that is coming at the beginning of April, literally April first. Yes, this, and it was this not, weekend, it, guys. And it was not a joke when they mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're finally getting Morbius. Yes. Um, I, I don't know that we really need to talk about it much because we've seen enough trailers and we've heard enough about it. Um, I just want to see know what, what kind is. of Easter eggs we get for the, um, MCU stuff. Cause there is some in, stuff in here that is out of the MCU, not out of the Marvel or right. uh, Sony universe. Right. 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 And, and we know from the second Venom that they are part of the MCU now. Right. Yeah. But I thought so, Spider-Man reversed that and put them back into their own universe. But technically, he's part of it. He's still part of it. He, had, okay. he came in and went out, but it still makes him part of it. Right. So, um, and, and of course, like, we have multiple versions of Venom. So. Yeah. That's true. That pulls a lot in. But Morbius, he's kind of a one of a kind. Um, vampire dude. Uh, <laughs> who could have a lot of different characters related to him. Mm-hmm. Um, obvious ones like Blade and, and stuff like that. But. We're not going to get Blade. No. Because Blade's a big one. Marvel's keeping him to themselves. And they're right. already, the big if, re- if you watch behind the scenes or anything, they're already working on Blade right now. Mm. Oh, yeah, they are. I mean, we know they're working on Blade. It's been announced. We know who Blade is. Um, and Blade's, Blade's voice was at the end of Eternals. Like, we got that reveal. Right. Um, but 
Marvel is not letting Sony have a reveal of Blade. No, um, no, no, they're, no, they're, no, not, no. they're not going that far with Sony. No. But we're going to get something. There's, there is obviously post-credit scene as well that I've read about that I will not say anything about. Um, but <laughs> the movie's already out and getting reactions, so there you go. Yeah. Um, the next one that obviously uh, some people will be into that you've probably seen a lot of ads and trailers for as well. On April 8th, we get the sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog. The first one was much better than I expected it to be, actually. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Um, it was fun. <laughs> this one, the only reason to watch is the fact that we now have a character being voiced by Idris Elba. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> he's he's Knuckles, in case you didn't know. He's Knuckles. Um, so, uh, and, you know, Jim Carrey is, is back as the dude with the mustache. Yeah, which and, was, it was uh, weird to see him because I didn't play a lot of Sonic, but I know Dr. Robotnik was a round character. Very, very round. Right. And seeing Jim Carrey yeah. in it was weird. But <laughs> yes. I, I loved it. It's him back to playing more of a slapstick silly role, which he does phenomenally well, but he hasn't done yeah. recently. Right, right. He's, you know, he, he, he went out of the comedy and came back again. So uh, he's... You can tell just by the trailers he has a good time with this. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what we get on the 8th. On um, well, the 15th... I did have a, we did have another one to mention, just Uh-oh. not because it's as much geeky, but because of um, it's a Michael Bay movie, and Michael Bay action movies are all the geeks check out anyway, is you, we get Ambulance, which has another one that's been delayed 17,000 times. <laughs> um, if you've seen the trailer, you know you're not interested in this already. Well, it's Michael um, Bay. This, I mean, it's just explosions. There's no reason to watch it. <laughs> It's it's actually not even even in the trailer. There's not many explosions, so it's no. a disappointing Michael Bay. If you want right. to see Michael Bay, um, and it's just like high drama. We're gonna rob this place, and then everything goes wrong. Yeah. Like it's it's a typical kind of movie like that. So it's like it's not even original Michael Bay. It's it's just that's, rehashed. That's one thing. Yeah. Is like since he got done with like Bad Boys and Transformers, everything else I've ever seen from him is the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's like, I mean, I saw I saw a trailer for. Um, Liam Neeson's new movie is like since he did Taken, every movie he's done since then has basically just been Taken with a little bit of a twist. Yeah, and I didn't even put his movie on the list yeah. here because that's all it is again. It's another Taken because he's a man with a set of skills. Exactly. <laughs> that's why it's <laughs> yeah, like I, he's not on the list. He just has to find people. Yeah, it's just certain people fall into a thing. You know what? They're going to give him money to do it. He's going to do it. <laughs> right. Right. So the next one that people are actually looking forward to, except for me because I don't I don't do this particular fandom. Um, on April 15th, you have Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Again, another one that you've probably seen a lot of trailers for. Right. <laughs> We're right. finally catching up to the ones that are supposed to be out two years ago. Right. Exactly. So um, all the Harry Potter people are obviously going to see this and 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 get into it and go crazy over it. So mm-hmm. I've liked the Fantastic Beasts movies myself because it gets, it gets out of Hogwarts. It's not all about okay. the kids at the school. Yeah, I, I got through, what, was it three Harry Potter movies, or was it four? Three. And then gave up on them entirely, and I yeah, have three. no interest in it. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, it, it would be nice if they, you know, developed Dumbledore. That's cool. Um, <laughs> but, hey, at least Mads Mikkelsen is in it, so yeah. that would make it worth seeing. To me, that's the only reason that would be worth, worth seeing. Mads Mikkelsen's in it. True. And and because of him as Hannibal Lecter, I will see anything with him in it, really. <laughs> so, um. On the 22nd, it's not so much geeky stuff that's coming out, but a couple of interesting ones, and well, I know Kylan's super excited about one of them. Well, the four hosts of this show all enjoy Vikings a lot, so <laughs> one of these movies um, is for that's, us. That's, 
that that's not the one that Kylan's most excited about. No, I know. About. Oh, um, the other one I'm looking but, forward to also. The um the Northman. Basically, if you want to see the show Vikings on the big screen, go see the Northman. Basically, yeah. <laughs> That's every trailer looks like the show Vikings. Right. Uh, it's second for characters as a Viking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Honestly, you cannot have a Viking show or movie without a Skarsgård brother or father. Right. If you well, look, look them up. They're everywhere. The problem is to make a good Vikings movie, it's going to end up looking like because the show was done so well. It's going to end up looking like that. It look like it pulled from that anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. So ev- everyone knows the show. You'll want to see the movie. I mean, it's. I'm not saying it doesn't look good. It does. It looks like what you'd want in mm-hmm. a Viking movie. Right. Um, Anna Joy Taylor's in it, who we know from so many movies now, mm-hmm. um, including New Mutants and, and Glass and all these right. other movies she's been in. Um, so anyway, so yeah, The Northman is, is the Viking movie everyone apparently wants to see now <laughs> wait, 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 so we'll wait, wait, see wait. How- i clicked on northman real quick and the picture they bring up is uh, um looks like a female viking warrior with braces on oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> it was the it's the um still right before the trailer starts it's like wait a minute why would she have braces <laughs> forgot to edit them out yeah someone uh, someone <laughs> yeah, wasn't paying attention there <laughs> that's that's a pre-final shot maybe um and then, of course, that same week is the one that so many people are looking forward to for some reason with the actor I can't stand called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, um, starring Nicolas Cage as himself. Yes. What? Um, Watching the trailers for this makes me actually like Nicolas Cage a little bit more because if you watch this, the whole movie, he's making fun of Nicolas Cage. So it tells it, it kind of tells everybody he's in on the joke. He knows that he's done a lot of crap. Well... Yeah, I mean, you don't do a movie like this unless you're in on the joke. But right. um, when this trailer first came on, I was like, is, is is this really a movie or is it a commercial for something? Like, no, it, it, it yeah. did not seem like this was a real movie. Um, this is the most meta Pedro movie pa- you will ever see in the metaverse. <laughs> Pedro Pascal is in it as basically Nick Cage's ultimate fan who pays him to be there. And then things go wrong. Things go right. Who knows? Um, <laughs> madness ensues. Uh, but if you're a Nick Cage fan or you want to see something very strange, uh, unbearable way to massive talent, uh, April 22nd. And there's a huge amount. There's a bunch of um, actors in here that everybody's going to recognize. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris is in this. Debbie yeah. Moore's in this. There's all kinds of yeah. them. <laughs> he he basically probably just like opened his phone book and said, "Let's get all these people in." Right. <laughs> it's like it's going to be full of cameos. I mean, and, and people will be playing themselves. You can bet that a lot of people are playing themselves. I I, I will be there. It's it's, yep. it's it's Nicolas Cage and you know, Kylan will be there. So look for that review. Right. Uh, <laughs> look, I forgave the guy. I, I I took issue with him when he gave up his comic book collection when he married Lisa Marie. Because you don't do that. I'm sorry. That that's like cursing in church. Uh, I, I I took issue with him. But then, you know, he broke up with her. He got his comic collection back. And I'm like, okay, dude, you know what? We're... He made things right. He made things right. And I don't think he's going to make that same mistake again. No. He's old enough. He doesn't he care. Yeah. And also, no, there's Ghost Rider. But that's okay. It was a role. It was a role. It was a role. He didn't, he didn't write the movie. No. It was no. A role. Like I said, no. he's done some phenomenal stuff. There is some really good stuff in his past. There's some stuff that is not very good at all in his past. <laughs> it was satisfying watching him get killed and kick ass. I mean, I'm just saying that's that was a good oh. one for me. Uh, <laughs> oh. oh, man. Anyway, yeah. um, 
very end of April, there, there didn't seem to be anything that we'd be interested Not in. Not a whole lot, yeah. Um, Hatchling, so, the horror movie, looks a little interesting. I mean, it's about a kid who finds yeah. an egg, and what, surprise, what hatches surprise them all. More than likely, whatever's and, in it hatches, it kills everybody. It's right, a horror exactly. movie. exactly. Horror movie, yeah. Um, May the 4th, the big one that we've been waiting for, taking over an appropriate day is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. They can have that day because um, that's not the official Star Wars day. May 25th exactly. is actually Star Wars day. Exactly. Um, so, uh, we again, this is another one we've seen all the trailers for. We're probably going to get one or two more before May comes. Um, and there's there's one thing to remember that that I saw a meme the other day that had some interesting screenshots in it from other movie trailers. Marvel lies. All the, All time. the time. Now, They're always and, lying. And, and, and the thing is, there will be scenes from the trailer that will never be in the movie. Mm-hmm. We know that for one thing. I would not we be surprised also if know, there were scenes in the trailer that were from other movies. There, we also <laughs> know that there are scenes in the trailer that will have people or things missing. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember from Avengers movies, from from the last Spider-Man, mm-hmm. there were scenes that were shown that once you got to them in the movie, there were more characters there. Yep. In the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home, there is a specific scene um, that did not have uh, Lizard in it mm-hmm. when he was in the movie. And there's also another scene, a blatant still shot of Spider-Man that in the movie, all three of them are in. Right. So... <laughs> So take a close look at what you're seeing in the Multiverse of Madness trailers and try and fill in the blanks. If you're a comic book reader, you may be able to fill in more blanks. There happens to be a scene where Doctor Strange wakes up in bed that there may be people missing from that bed. Because in the comics, he wakes up in bed and there are a couple of women in that bed. Just saying. Things go missing in Marvel trailers. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Stephen Strange is a ladies' man. Oh, yeah, he's a man whore. Yeah, Um, yeah, so. Anyway, (laughs) then we have on the 13th, this one um, I didn't. If it's if we're going um, to this one, it's one I didn't realize it was coming out for some reason until like a month ago when I saw the trailer. Oh, okay. Uh, Probably is then. Uh, Firestarter. Yeah. Oh. Um, They have basically done a complete. reboot remake whatever you want to call it the poster looks exactly like it did with drew barrymore on yeah okay like they're they're going i don't know if they're doing a shot for shot but they're basically going for that remake okay um so i we all know that stephen king adaptations are hit or miss yeah so we'll see (laughs) um i I don't know that i'm i don't know that i want to see it in the theater though i I might just wait part of the problem i think with the um stephen king adaptations is he is so wordy with what he writes that you cannot Mm -hmm. put that on the screen (laughs) well see the thing is though when you take something like firestarter that's an early book that he wasn't wordy on like his early stuff was concise and and much more enjoyable to read than some of his later stuff yeah um that's why they do, you know, Carrie. And so, I mean, they redid Carrie, but they made a complete mess of it because right. they totally changed it. Right. Hopefully they've stuck to to what Firestarter really is. I mean, what the hell? You want a kid going wild starting fires. Why not? Well, uh- <laughs> the guy, the, the screenwriter for this actually has done, um, let me bring up some of the other stuff known for, but filmography. He's done, he's all kinds of horror movies. Insidious 5, The Exorcist. Um, in twenty or the Exorcist that's coming out, I guess he wrote the story for Halloween Kills, 
Uh, he's not done a whole lot. He goes back to 2004, but there's not a lot of stuff in between. He did uh, um, a couple series, right. but most of it looks like it's in the horror realm. So, right, exactly. Mm. And, this may actually be scarier and, than the original. And and for anyone who's interested, Zac Afron is like basically the dad in it. So um, that's just well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> It, it's it's strange having Zac Efron as a dad in anything at this point. I know, but, but he is. Um, and actually, uh, one that I wanted to mention that is going to be showing up in your indie theaters. Yeah, I saw the trailer um, for this this morning. That that you'll probably end up just watching streaming at some point instead because it it won't be widespread. Is called The Innocence. Um, it's a Norwegian film, so it is in Norwegian with subtitles. And it's basically um, four kids become friends during summer holidays and discover they have hidden powers. And while exploring their abilities, um, their their play takes a dark turn and strange things start to happen. Yeah. And these are kid kids. Like, they're all under 10. Yeah. But, and, it, and but it's know, not a kid's movie. It's not a kid's movie with a bunch of kids playing. No. This is, this is basically going to become the creepy kids movie. Like, and you know that it being Norwegian, any of these Nordic kind of movies are really good at being super creepy. Right. They're really good at that. That's because they spend so much um, time in the dark that it kind of gets into their soul. Exactly. (laughs) That's what it is. Um, So, yeah, The Innocence. Look it up. um, See if see if your uh, local indie places are playing it. We might end up getting it here in Akron at at the nightlight. Never know. Probably. Um, But uh, but it looks interesting. Yeah. the next time we have uh, have a have a big movie coming is uh, May twenty seventh, which would be that's Memorial Day weekend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It would be which Memorial is why we're getting both of these. Yeah, so uh, we get Top Gun Maverick finally. Finally, finally. If you can, finally. if you can remember way back seeing the trailers a couple of years ago, <laughs> <laughs> they've been playing the TV spots. Yeah, if if you watch a, if you watch a lot of streaming. Um, you'll get actually network has not been doing it. Network has not been playing the spot. So they're going to pick up though. Um, we were talking about this before we, we started today that because there's a big Marvel movie coming out, a lot of them are holding back because yeah. they don't want to get lost, but you might see trailers for this in front of the Marvel in front of, um, Dr. Strange and that. So you're going to get a lot of big trailers in front of that. Um, but yeah, so we have Top Gun Maverick and you know, Tom Cruise is in it. There's planes, Top Gun. Uh, before we get to your last one, which is probably the one you've been looking forward to more than any other movie in this whole list, there is one from the week before that that looked kind of interesting, and it's a British movie that is going to get here somewhere. The, did you see the trailer for Men? I did. We don't tend to talk about horror movies, so I wasn't mentioning it's it. It's weird because um, it, it has a listed as sci-fi also, which is strange. Well, I think it's listed as sci-fi because of what seems to be going on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if if you want something really weird and creepy that has a very um British horror feel and a Jordan Peele kind of feel. Yeah. Like it really does have have a Jordan Peele feel to it. Um look up men. It's this this woman whose um estranged husband or ex-husband has has killed himself, so she goes off to to just kind of recover almost to just like this little town. You know villages in English in, in any British movie end up being creepy. Yeah. Right. Okay? Yeah. So And the weird one is when you know, finally realize that um Rory Kiner that's in this plays yes. fifteen different roles. Yes. He's like every it, person it, in the village. It'll it'll take you a few seconds into the trailer to realize that it's the same man you keep seeing. Yeah. But it's 
it's different men, but it's the same man. It's the same actor as different men. Oh, but okay. like every man she encounters in this village is this guy. It's his face over and over again. Oh crap! So that yeah, super creepy. It's it's kind of like Twilight Zone kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, it does look interesting. It does. I mean, I admit I I may not go to theaters, but I'll look for it on streaming. I'll yeah, watch it. Yeah, when it comes to streaming, it'll be interesting to see what it is. Yeah, it like yeah. And, to, and like, plus, will break her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and he's a good actor anyway. He's been in a lot of stuff. I do believe I, if I'm remembering correctly, he was in the first episode of the first season of um, Black Mirror. Okay, okay. If, well, if you remember that episode, he's um, he's a politician who's forced to do something. Oh, yeah, that guy. Okay, yeah. See, uh, <laughs> I remember him from the um, current run of James Bond movies. Okay, he's if I remember, he's M's assistant. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. He he looks like a standard Yeah, Tanner. Like a a, a 40 a 40-year-old 40 white dude business guy. Like right. he, he's got that look. That's right. that's how he that's the roles he plays. That's mm-hmm. his look. Business guy politician. That's his mm-hmm. look. Um except in this movie where he's even playing teenagers. Um <laughs> which is a weird one. <laughs> and that's but, it for uh, me. There's nothing else anybody wants to see at all. Uh-huh. So also on the 27th, Kylan will be going to see Top Gun Maverick. I will be going to the theater next door to see the Bob's Burgers movie. I said, I want to see Bob Burger too, but, <laughs> but it's Top it Gun. Again. Trust okay. me. Trust me. I'll go see Bob's Burgers more than once. Because okay. it's a musical. Right. And you know how Bob's Burgers is with musicals. They go all out on their songs. Their songs have just gotten better over the years. They have. And that probably means that we're going to have boys for now in there. I want to We probably will. Okay, cool. And I know it involves Louise's Coochie Copy, the little green doll. I know it involves him in some way. Okay. Um, And it looks marvelous. And go look at the trailer. You're going <laughs> to want If you like Bob's Burgers, you're going to see it anyway. Uh, <laughs> beginning of June. Um, the, the beginning of June is, um, is for the dinosaur folks. Yes. This one actually looks, this is what Jurassic Park people have, I think, been wanting to see since the beginning. Right. You get Jurassic World Dominion on the 10th. Um. And you actually get to see dinosaurs all over the world. (laughs) Yes. It'll be interesting. A lot of dinosaurs. And Chris Pratt and, um, um, what's her face? I can't think of her name. Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. It took me a second. I just kept thinking of her dad. The best (laughs) part, the cool thing for me is they're bringing back most of the original cast out finally for this together. Ah, Sam Neill's back. Um, let's see here. Uh, I was drawing Jeff Jeff Goldblum, uh, Laura Dern. All three of them are back. Uh, BD Wong, of course, is in it. He's been through the everything. <laughs> the ones who didn't die in the original, are yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Laura Dern and Sam Neill, seeing them together is going to be fun because I think we've not seen yes. them together since. Were they in the second one? I think they were only in the first one together. I think it was just the first. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so I mean, if you're into it, I haven't watched any of the new Jurassic ones. I haven't bothered with any of them. No, I haven't they, either. They so. If you enjoy the was... originals, th- that's what this is: is dinosaurs smashing everything. Right. I mean, like, I liked the originals. Like, that was different at the time. Now it's not quite so different. So, right. I'm, I'm not, but I read, I also read the original book and I wanted to see what the movie was like. So, yeah. Um, after this, we finally have a Pixar movie in theaters again. They will not, I, I'm positive they will not be dropping this down to streaming because all the other movies that are in theaters and yeah. it's about damn time and this one deserves to be in theaters. On June 17th, we have Lightyear. Yes. We get the backstory of the Buzz Lightyear doll. We yes. get the man behind the doll. 
Um, so we finally get to see why he's such a hero. Uh, we get to see the astronaut. We get to see um, we get to see Zorg, who quite honestly has been made super scary. Like, he, right. you know, he's in Toy Story. Sure, he's the scary villain, but in this, he's like super scary. Yeah, um, he's meant to be the real bad guy. Um, and I've seen a lot of people say things about um, Chris Evans being the voice of Buzz Lightyear. And they're like, oh, he's taking it over from Tim Allen. It's not going to be right. Tim Allen voiced the toy Buzz Lightyear. Right. Yeah. He's voicing the man that inspired the toy. Right. It's yeah. not supposed to be the same voice. No. <laughs> okay. People no. need to calm down about that. Because this is, technically speaking, this is a different character. It this is. This is the, the Pixar real world character that inspired the Pixar world toy. Yes. That's all I'm saying. It looks pretty good, though. I mean, it's a Pixar movie. Right. And at least it's it's more adventurous. Like, you're going to have your feel-good moments, but it's definitely more fun and adventurous than a lot of the recent Pixar stuff that's very family, family-oriented family in terms of the main characters are families. Right. You know, um, th- this has a lot more adventure into space and battling and all that kind of stuff. I, th- yeah. I think you're going to get a lot, of, a lot of families going to... I mean, unquestionably, families are going to go to this anyway, but... Now I've been I admit I've been on the fence about this for uh you know cuz I I wasn't sure but the more I see the trailer the more I'm like maybe I will. Mhm. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it's excitement and animation and all that. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to win a bunch of awards cuz Pixar always does. Yeah, exactly. Right? It'll win all the animation awards. <clears throat> but so. um but yeah, so that's like you're on the 17th on Yeah. Go ahead. No, let's see. Did you have any other ones on your list that are coming out this month? Yep. On okay. the 24th of, 24th of June, we get Elvis. Oh, okay. And this is, fan- this is fantastic because it's a Baz Luhrmann movie. So yes. everyone knows, if you've watched any Baz Luhrmann, from Romeo and Juliet to Moulin Rouge, he goes over the top with musical numbers. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a straightforward biopic like you might expect. Right. Um, in this, we have Tom Hanks playing Colonel Parker, who, if you know anything about Elvis's life, helped him get his stardom, but also basically became a villain in his story. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they present Colonel Parker in his entirety. This goes through Elvis's entire life. If you've seen the trailer, Mm -hmm. it's everything. Yeah. So I think that's where this is going to be interesting to see how they present the different phases of his life. And how they deal with the music. I think this will be this will be a really cool interpretation of his music. Like, I love kind of any Baz Luhrmann musical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for Moulin, Moulin Rouge is one of my favorite movies. And I have, like, both sound... I think they did two soundtracks. I have both of them. Like, right. I love the way he did the music for that. Is he the one that so, did the... Um, you said Romeo and Juliet. Is that the um, Leo DiCaprio the Romeo and Juliet? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was actually yeah. my favorite version of Romeo and Juliet on screen. See? There you go. See, um, Baz Luhrmann just has a certain style. When you right. hear that name, you know the style. Um, so well, I think it'll be an interesting movie. I mean, the the fact that like the trailer starts off with you, you people who love Elvis knows that Elvis was a big Captain Marvel fan, mm-hmm. huge Captain Marvel mm-hmm. fan. The trailer opens with this boy with a homemade lightning bolt on on the front of his uh, hanging off of a. Uh, like a necklace kind of thing, a string. a string, and he's holding a Captain Marvel comic. Yeah, and I was like, 
okay, I'm hooked. Because a lot of times, like, movies don't touch on that. No. You know? and, and in case you didn't know, that's why Elvis wore those little capes on stage. Yeah. Yes. He wore the, the short cape because of Captain Marvel. Right. Like, he was so, a superhero on stage. So technically, technically, Elvis was the first celebrity cosplayer. <laughs> you could I, say I'm that. Just saying, you could you could say that yeah you could you, you could, could say yeah. that so it, anyways it'll be an interesting movie I think I like I I made sure to include it on the list because of music geeks and movie geeks who who really like the Baz Luhrmann mm-hmm. kind of style um, the last one I have is one that's not getting a lot of uh, a lot of notice right now I think you'll hear a little more as June approaches and it is in the horror category but since we talked about Stephen King earlier it's appropriate to bring up Joe Hill now mm-hmm. we have the Black Phone. Um, okay. It's a short story, short story based on a short story by Joe Hill, which is a really good story. I've read it. I read like all his stuff. Um, and basically, this kid is abducted by a child killer and locked in a soundproof basement. He's 13 years old, and there happens to be a phone in the basement, but it's disconnected. And he starts receiving calls on this phone from the killer's previous victims. That sounds weird. See, yeah. It's creepy. Uh, I mean, it's the sort of thing that Joe Hill does. Joe Hill has kind of like uh, a very, very paranormal, um, weird kind of feel to a lot of his horror. Mm-hmm. He takes after his dad in some ways, but but he definitely has his own style. Yes. Um, and because I like it, I had to mention the movie. But <laughs> you'll you'll see if you if you've seen a, a you'll see a poster of this guy in this weird looking mask, and it's kind of like in sepia tones. And all you see is this face, this mask. Um, that's the black phone. Uh, that that's the ad for that movie. So okay. Yeah, okay. Look, look it up if you're interested. Hey, you have time to read the short story before the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if there's not going to be a couple more movies possibly slotted in here at the last minute because there's only, according to Liz, there's only like six movies in Jan- in June. Right. the The thing is, though, June may not have a lot of the new releases, but. You will still have Doctor Strange in theaters as kids are getting out of school. Yeah. You'll still have you'll still have Top Gun in theaters. You'll still have Bob's Burgers in theaters. You know, and and the very beginning of July you have Thor: Love and Thunder. So yeah, you know that you're not going to get a lot of movies, especially to the end of June, because they don't want to compete with the Marvel movie no, coming out. They'll no. lose all their money that that weekend. Right. So that's why you have Jurassic World at the beginning of June. And the thing is, I think between that and the Pixar movie the next week, I don't know that they'll want to release anything of real note for the rest of June because because yeah. all the money's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, but there is, you know, that's still quite a bit. There's like five or six decent, you know, decent movies coming out the next three months uh, for each month. So, yeah. right. There, there's a lot going on. There's some good um, drive-in movies. Yeah. Right. I'm actually looking forward to that this year. We actually have movies that are worth going to see in the drive-in. Right, right. So, and I mean, you you there's there's plenty coming through the rest of the summer. Like, well, this this is actually even though June is a slow start, this is actually giving us a summer movie season again. Yeah. You know, last year there was a small attempt because uh be, because there had been a, you know, a, a a bit of a freeze in what was going on with COVID and they were trying to attempt to bring it back and it didn't really work um, because people were still not wanting to go to theaters. So this year, I think they're finally going to give the push, um, you know, with, with more vaccinations, lower numbers, lower hospitalizations and mask things being dropped everywhere. Right. 
I mean, I think you're going to get a lot of people in movie theaters finally. And I know the ones we've gone to the past couple months, there's been more people yeah. for sure. Yes. So. Absolutely. So our thing is go see a movie. Yes. I mean, if you're, if you're still not entirely comfortable, go ahead, wear your mask, do everything you need to do. You know, you don't have to buy the popcorn and take your mask off and eat it. And so just don't buy the popcorn. Keep right. your mask on the whole time. You know, try try yeah. and sit over at the side or something, you know, if you want to avoid people. But or go I mean, in the morning or something like that. Don't go the opening weekend. Or if you're choosing well, a like, seat, choose a seat that's op- or one spot off of a seat that's already sold because that one seat probably won't right. get sold. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, they, and they're not – most of the theaters are not blocking that from happening now. No. For a while – Especially a few years ago, they were they wouldn't let you skip a seat. It had to right. be two seats, and then you risked two people buying seats. Right. Mm-hmm. So now they let you skip seats. Right. And I will tell you, um, like one of the one of the ads that you'll see is like the whole ad for keeping it cinematic. And I I will tell you, like there is a completely different experience seeing a movie on the big screen. Not every movie needs to be seen on the big screen, but there's an experience to that, mm-hmm. you know? And I that, that's one of the things that I missed when things shut down, and I'm glad to have this back and it and, and feel pretty confident that it's not a stop-start, another stop-and-start right. for us, you know? Right. I believe we're we, we got a new normal. And, and, and honestly, I think because a lot of people feared during the pandemic when everything was going to streaming and they weren't releasing movies because they weren't going to get the audience, a lot of people feared that that was going to have a major effect on whether studios would release the movies again just in theaters exclusively. Mm-hmm. And I think they're trying to prove that that's what they're doing because they have the confidence that the audience is wants to come back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I... I I, it's it's always worth seeing on the big screen, especially when you've got the action movies and and even even the animated ones are are often really cool on the big screen. They are, and you know you know you want to see the Marvel ones on the big screen, and of mm-hmm. course you want to see dinosaurs on the big screen, and you know all those what it's it's definitely worth it, and it's a disappointment if you watch it for the first time on a small screen, right? And you know like it is a different experience though, like if you're if you're at home. You can pause it if you want to, you know, go grab a snack. Or, and it's not to say you don't get the whole feel of the movie. You don't get the flow of it. No. The only thing I will say, though, is that people need to learn they are no longer at home when watching movies in a theater. I will say that, yeah. Because <laughs> there have been every movie we've gone to since things were coming back kind of post-pandemic-y, um, there have been people in theaters who tend to talk a little more through the movies as if they were still at home. Right. And that it, it has definitely increased since the pandemic. And I think people for, people have forgotten how to go to the theater. Right. People have forgotten how to watch movies in a crowd. And they just like, even if it's just really low and almost under their breath, you can hear the mumbling. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So if you're out there listening to this mm-hmm. and you have not been to a movie in a while, keep this in mind that you're, you, you can't be doing what you'd normally do at home during a movie. You can't comment on everything. You can't talk to the person next to you. Just stop. Just remember what it was like to go to the movies, okay? Right. <laughs> Retrain yourself. Exactly. <laughs> so if we don't have anything else, is there anything else you think yep. before we wrap this up? Well, uh, Geeksters... Nothing movie-wise. Geeksters... <laughs> 
remember, we, in the next three months, we got plenty of stuff, so go see a movie. And we're yep. going to go see Morbius and probably talk about it next week here. Yep. So, um, other than that, let us know what are you going to go see. You can get a hold of us at www.geekwatch1.com. Anywhere, everywhere, all social media, we are Geekwatch1. If you put Geekwatch1 into a search bar and don't find us, let us know and Ms. Donald will take care of the problem. I know where to look this. You can also email us, geekwatch1 at gmail.com. We are proud members of the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective at weebygeekspc.com. And also, go check out our buddy Charlie Murphy at straydogakron.com for all of your hot dog and sauce and pickle needs. He's got the... Hey. What was that? No, get yourself prepared this summer. Sausage Fest and Pickle Fest, Akron, Ohio. Yes, that's right. And he will be putting all of the details up on his Facebook and everywhere else. So watch him. The catch-all for that is www.straydogakron.com. So for Kylan and Dawn and Vicky and myself, just remember... No matter where you go, there you are.